welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com episode 138 Arachnids in the UK. My name is John and joining me as he does every week until Doctor Who, you know, ends season 11, which we're not looking forward to because we're not there yet, is Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey, how's it going? I went into the future there and I didn't like it. A bit, yeah. There was no Doctor Who in the future, and we weren't I'll, doing I'll be, this. I'll be around even even once season eleven ends. Oh, good. Well, we won't be weekly. I think is what I was. No, that's to, true. We won't. What I was trying to get at. How are you? I'm all right. Life's keeping busy. My my back is not my biggest fan right now, but oh boy, know. yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I hear you. How are you? Uh, I'm doing quite well. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 has come out, and I have oh, oh, yes. played a decent amount of that. I went to uh, Los Angeles Comic Con this weekend. Oh, that's right. How was that? It was fun. Uh, we got some new Doctor Who art, which we haven't actually posted anywhere. Uh, we saw some some newer pieces that we, we really, really liked, so we picked cool. those up. Um, and, yeah, we had a bunch of people watching this episode with us last night. It, it was cool. almost all of the housemates, which was a, a lot. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was a good time. Nice, a, a somewhat relaxing weekend. That's good, I guess, kind of. <laughs> so uh, let's see, Arachnids in the UK. Goodness gracious! Uh, oh boy, yeah. Hard episode for arachnophobians to get into, including myself. But I made it through twice. Yeah. I watched too. this episode, but I mean, before we get to our main event, we've got some Who news. We do. We got just a little bit this week. The Doctor Who Live Escape game, for those of you who are in the UK, has arrived. They previewed it at London Comic-Con. Um, and they've been working with BB- BBC Studios, excuse me, to create the Doctor Who Live Escape game. Um, so uh, it's still, it officially starts uh in 2019 um but if you want to register for news about tickets and stuff you can go to escapehunt.com and uh check out more information about that so if you're into those little escape room kind of things and you find yourself in uh england in 2019 uh definitely check that out we'll have a link to that in the show notes it should uh it should make its u.s debut at gallifrey let's do it put that room together oh wow That'd be pretty impressive. Let's go. I don't know. <laughs> um, we could also have a little bit of sad news. It's funny. I was just thinking last week how we haven't had any uh, passings to talk about lately. But uh, Derek Sherwin has passed. He was the man responsible for creating Unit. He worked uh, in on the Doctor Who in many capacities, including writing scripts, producing the series uh, for the transition between the second and third Doctors. Even he even a, appeared as a parking lot attendant in uh, Spearhead from Space. Oh, that's great! And I mean, if he yeah. if he does not create Unit, we don't get the Brigadier. That's right. Or um, any of our other Unit friends, one of whom I'm forgetting right now. You have to remind me. What Sergeant Benton? Yes, Benton. We don't get yes. Benton either. That's right. So there you go. That's that's uh that's a bummer. Yeah, but you know, lived to a good age of eighty two and you know, obviously his influence on the show shall long be remembered. Oh yeah, and units still around. We still have units. Of unit. course. So there you go. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Now, one last bit of Who News, although I don't really have a link for it. It's kind of hard to miss out there. Did, did you see that uh, Strictly Come Dancing uh, bit where uh, we had 13 and a, and a Cyberman dancing to the theme? Yes, I did see that. That was um, that was something. Yes, it was. It was indeed something. It was very interesting. But uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's cool, I guess. <laughs> it's it's not my thing. But hey, any if if Doctor Who is that much in the uh, in the world zeitgeist right now, then the forefront. Why not? Exactly. Why not? Indeed. Actually, Taylor, um, this has really nothing to do with our show. This is more Taylor and I talking. Do you want to hear about my UFO dream? Oh, I would because I've I've had one recently too. So um, I don't know where this came from, but we were uh, I think it was we were driving down the highway and it would, looked basically like the New England area. Okay. So you, if you saw if any of you follow my Instagram, you see the the road exact road I'm talking about. Very clear day, and this thing started flying through the sky, and it looked like it was made of clouds, and it was. Uh, it was very. I was so happy. Apparently, in this dream, I was like, "Yes, finally, I saw a UFO," <laughs> uh, and I, you know, was smart enough to take some video of it in this dream, and that was pretty much. It was massive, and everyone saw it. So, yeah, that's pretty much my dream. It was like it looked like it was made of clouds, and I thought that was a very interesting take that my brain went with. That is interesting because some people have talked about how. Um... Or they, they claim, I should say, that uh, UFOs like to hide in lenticular clouds. Those are often formed over large mountaintops, like, say, Mount Shasta. Oh, yep. That's exactly what it looked like. And they look kind of UFO-shaped. So people are like, well, UFOs are hiding in there. <laughs> Fair enough. So, hey, for as much as I'm into uh, UFOs and all that, I, in my entire life, have only had one UFO dream, at least that I can remember, let's say, because I'm sure I've had plenty of dreams that I don't remember. And it's funny because I was actually in the dream. It feels like I was down in L.A., possibly because there was oh. a palm tree. Um, <laughs> one, and one I'm singular. looking up at uh, uh, like power lines and there literally are just a number of they're almost like floating disco balls. Like I, I could actually see like the mirrored mirrored facets, okay. mirrored facets on them. And they were like pulsating like big bright LED lights. And there were just a number of them kind of like dancing around in the sky together. And it, again, in same as you, I had sense enough in my dream to grab my phone and, and start taking pictures. I made sure it was steady film too. So. Yeah. Well, that's good. Cause so few of them are, I know it's, it's good job. It's terrible, but um, yeah. so strange. That's kind of like uh, that video yeah. out there of the, um, I think it was off the coast somewhere here where it was like the six or so lights just kind of, hanging out was it kind of like mm -hmm. that kind of yeah mine was mine was middle of the day oh it was okay. not a nighttime sighting all right but very yeah very very similar well there you go folks before we get to the main event there's some ufo <laughs> dream stories it's just weird because i don't think i have ever had one either and this is yeah. my uh, first time yeah it's weird i've never had one since either but it's only been a month well, there you go all right let's get to what the uh the people came here for I guess some people come here for the banter. I would hope so. Yeah, I would hope so, too. We you hope. let us know. Yeah, let us know if you're here for the banter, which you probably are. But anyway, you're probably also here because we watched Arachnids in the UK, starring Joe Tay, Jode Whitaker as the doctor, Mangy 
Oh my goodness. Mandeep Gill as Yasmin Khan. I almost fell out of my chair. What is Uh-oh. happening? Are there spiders everywhere? Who knows? Uh, Tossin Cole as Ryan Sinclair. Bla- Bradley Walsh as Graham O'Brien. Tanya Fear. Goodness gracious. What a name. That should, it should have just been Dr. Tanya Fear, honestly. Right? Uh, but it's Dr. Jade McIntyre. And Chris Noth, surprisingly. That was pretty cool. As Jack yeah. Robertson. It was written by the Chibs and directed by Sally Aprahamian. I almost had it. <laughs> That's <laughs> close. Aprahamian. There you go. That's more on the Aprahamian. And it first aired October 28th, 2018. And it is the fourth story of season 11. And before we get to our eight-legged friends... We have some story notes brought to you by the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia. TARDIS Wikia for all of your Doctor Who needs. That's right. <laughs> Not that we're sponsored by them, but we do love them very no, much. No, we love them. I mean, it definitely. they get a plug all the time. They should. Yes. Well, the doctor says she used to have sisters and that she used to be a sister in an aqua hospital that turned out to be a training camp for the Quiston Calcium Assassins. So... There's definitely a story back there somewhere. And... Yeah. Huh? Is that going to be like Doctor Who Jr.? Is that before the first Doctor, maybe? The, the the adventures of young Doctor Who? No, that's young Indiana Jones, I'm thinking Oh, of. right. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, For those of you who are musically inclined, you were introduced to some grime this week. And uh, we will we will talk about that and talk about Stormzy in a little bit. Yes. Um, proud to say that I actually recognized Stormzy before. Oh, I didn't, you know, but seen I this episode. I was uh very. I was like, because everyone. Uh, we'll get to it. Never mind. We'll get to it. We'll get okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So obviously, you might recognize from when the TARDIS was landing uh, in Sheffield that this is the story that was being filmed when some of the first fan photos of uh the actual filming started coming out. Yes, indeed. You know, I recognize it right away. I actually knew it because we saw that fanny pack. That's right. Very excited. And everyone went, oh my gosh, I've got to get a fanny pack now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The doctor uses the psychic paper. Hey, the psychic paper is back to identify herself to uh, Robertson as a crisis investigator. Yeah, that was super cool. Yep. I like that. Uh, This story also introduced the new version of the Time Vortex, providing an in-depth view of the TARDIS as it flies through it. We'll definitely talk about that in more detail. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Um, Almost every science fiction fact about spiders mentioned or done in this episode has its ground in real-world science. Uh, Internationally renowned zoologist and conservationist Dr. Neil Duran was actually consulted for this episode, so kudos going after some accurate science there doctor yeah good stuff like that yep um and the doctor had encountered arthropods which had been mutated to giant size by toxic waste dumped into a dumped by an, an, an unscrupulous company in an abandoned coal mine once before that would be the the green death oh the green death okay yes i couldn't figure it out yeah i just kept thinking about planet of the spiders but that really didn't have anything to do with anything no, um, except for, you know, spiders. spiders. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Green Death, obviously, we've got a very similar kind of setup and a similar kind of environmental message to it. Yeah, yep. definitely. So, Taylor, uh, before we get into it, we have your 
world famous trademark synopsis for us. <laughs> We've trademarked it now. Nice. Yes, well, we have spiders. Nope. 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 No way. But seriously, the doctor gets the crew back to Sheffield in time to find out that the city is starting to be overrun by toxic avenging mutant spiders. Toxic avenging mutant spiders. Toxic avenging mutant spiders. Can they discover the source of the conspiracy? And can the spiders kill off the real villain of the story? Let's find out in Chilling Creepovision. Oh boy, so we started watching this episode and someone said, how many people are legitimately afraid of spiders here? And I think more or half the room hands went up when we were watching it including mine i i will admit i have just a mild fear of them you know where i live uh is we we do have some black widow country out here so there's there's times where i've gone into the shed and it's like oh hello there and there's always that fear just of coming down like on your neck or something yeah man so yeah there were times i definitely creeped out and jumped in this episode oh yeah um Goodness, where do, uh, with our new little uh, formatty here, where should where should we start? Um, well, let me ask you a question. Do, do you like that there's not really a cold open anymore? I I'm not sure yet. I feel okay. like, man, I I don't know. I I'm uh, the the jury is out on this one. I think I'm leaning towards no. I don't like that we don't have the cold open. Okay. I feel like that's something that, you know, is very much in the uh, in the vein of Doctor Who, and I feel like having that taken away from us might have, I don't know. I feel like I'll tell you one thing, I think it could have helped in this story. Yeah, um, you think so? I'll just say that right off the bat. I I actually kind of like not having a cold open. It's a lot more like classic Who in that sense. Oh, you know what? That is very true. Um, and, and not that I don't like cold opens at all. Right, right. You know, I mean, if it if it fits the story, if it fits the narrative, that's fine. I've got no problem with it. Um, but I just for some reason noticed in this episode is like, hey, we go straight into straight into credits. I'm like, all right, I'm cool with that. I'll run with that. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I could take it or leave it. I think when you just said that, I went, oh yeah, I forgot that uh, classic who didn't have the have the cold opens. Mm-hmm. I apparently forgot about that. But um yeah, man. Um whew, we got a lot to get into. I should have just co- I should not copied. I should have uh, done the the notes in the structure you did that in. So I guess let's just continue on with the uh the structure. Okay. Uh, well, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. No, nope, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say um that you know, maybe maybe this is better asked as a question. How do you think you would have followed up Rosa? Like, what do you even oh. do to follow a, a story of that weight? I have no idea, but I mean, I guess this you got you have to either keep going serious mm-hmm. or go super lighthearted romp. And I feel like this one kind of hit in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Um which I don't know if I would have went with. I think I would have made went a little more lighthearted, but and less creepy. <laughs> well, all right, fair point. I, I mean, I don't know if if you know they they knew uh, that this episode was going to land close to Halloween or not. Uh, I'm 
I mean, I know a lot of people have been like, ah, oh, it's kind of a weak story. It's kind of, I, I don't know. I've, I've just, I just, I feel like we've reviewed so much Doctor Who that it's like we're, we're chasing this impossible thing, like the perfect episode. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to realize that there is no such thing. Oh no, there isn't. There totally isn't. And, and to try and chase it and to try and, um, you know, look at one story and go, um, especially coming off like a really, really, really strong one and go, Oh, well, this is horribly weak. I, I, I think is unfair. Honestly, I know that this story, um, is not super strong. Um, but I kind of watched it going, okay, this, this is kind of what you need after Rosa. You need something that is, um, uh, this isn't the best word for it, but slightly more fluff, slightly, um, uh, looser and less serious. I mean, this literally is very much a, like a B movie homage. Um, you know, any, any bad 1950s, 1960s sci-fi movie where some giant, you know, insert creature here terrorizes a town, you know, all those tropes you see played out here as well. Now, a lot of it is done very smart. A lot of it is done a little bit differently. I I think that um, uh, Chibnall and his writers uh, are doing a really good job of turning some of our normal Doctor Who tropes kind of on their ear. Okay. Um, Kind of like how instead of the doctor kind of inviting the companion along, um, this is kind oh, of the yes. companions coming back and being like, um, yeah, we're not ready to be with this. We want to ride with you for a while. Yeah, I actually, now that we are on that, I absolutely loved that. I thought that was mm-hmm. great. Um, also, did she open the door for them or did the TARDIS open the door? Ooh, we'll never know. I oh, guess. that's a very good question, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I loved that after that, that entire scene was great. Um, I mean, just a lot of good i kind of and and when when we're talking about that scene there's a i think ryan kind of took if there's one okay if there's one thing this story this story did is i felt like it brought yaz to the forefront which is what mm-hmm. we needed because i feel like somebody heard me go yaz hasn't really had much to do uh, right <laughs> and then uh it's like well here's a yaz a somewhat yaz centric story with her family we get a lot of her background mm-hmm. um and yeah i really enjoyed that a lot um i really liked the family i i liked the family i thought it was it was very fun and it, it's just like okay well now we know where yaz is coming from because i mean graham and ryan already have that connection right so it's just it it was nice to see that uh i love the conspiracy theory dad yes yes and 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 the fact that 13 is like i love a conspiracy i'm like yes yes uh i loved uh going back to that scene that graham is like i don't want to sit around my house and wait for this grief to go away yeah this is uh not gonna this is this is what i want to do and everyone Mm. else is just kind of like yeah we're on board like ryan's like i don't want to go work in a warehouse anymore i want i've seen too much i've seen too much i need to be traveling and yeah. uh i love that they are officially dubbed team tardis yes that's pretty impressive i did a fist pump for that that's nice. for sure uh but yeah i mean character wise 
I just thought it was very it was very well rounded, but with Ryan taking may maybe a back seat, but still we're getting a little bit of his backstory with the letter from his dad. Yeah, I I kind of you know in kind of like making notes about the characters and stuff. I for most of the episode I didn't really have much to say about Ryan, and then and then kind of toward the end that kind of fleshed out a little bit. So yeah, I think he did take a little bit more of a backseat this episode, but yeah. there was still something for him. Yes, and I mean it, it, but it's still like even when I said he took a backseat, it still didn't feel like he took a backseat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he even with the it, that was like maybe two or three lines of dialogue where he's talking to Graham and he says his dad wants him to go live with him because he's the only proper family he has. And that makes him very mad. He's like, he's not proper, Mm -hmm. but we don't get the rest of that conversation because Graham realizes we didn't check the ceiling when we came in the room. Oh, I, but I love, actually, I kind of love how they took, you know, this kind of, I mean, it sounds terrible to say that they took this kind of like meaningful discussion that they were starting to have and just, you know, kind of slipped that creep factor. And they're just like, oh, we haven't looked up yet, have we? Yeah. Big scare. Yeah. You know, um, so it it is. It's kind of grabbing those emotions and kind of twisting them through from like, oh, here's this to oh, crap. Yes, um, definitely. I thought, um, oh, what else? I mean, we'll talk about Stormzy a little bit. I should have put that in the <laughs> score, I guess, technically. But um, we're still trying to figure out who the doctor is, too. Yeah, it's. I don't feel like we've ever really been four episodes in and the doctor's going, well, I'm still kind of trying to sort myself out. Yeah, I mean, um, the tea at Yaz's bit. That was cute. Um, just the whole, like, I should get a flat. This, you know, that whole overextending and maybe not shouldn't be talking as much. Um, it kind of, it felt a little Matt Smith-ish at times. Uh, happy mm-hmm. birthday, sir. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, but I, I'm kind of to the point where I don't want to compare her doctor to any other doctor. Mm-hmm. But then I realize we always do that. So, you know, I kind of just want to, I don't want to be like, oh, she's trying to do this. Or yeah. that was very this. But, I mean, I guess when after that, she says she's still trying to figure herself out. And it's kind of like, okay, well, she's got a lot of stuff going on up in there. Yeah, and I, I like how that she, you know, she kind of like cops to being kind of socially awkward. I mean, I think I think a lot of us, you know, it, whether it be just in our daily lives or, or when we really get into, uh, you know, something fandom or something, we, we can get socially awkward. And, and some of us can feel a lot of um, anxiety about that and, 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 you know, pressure to behave a certain way. And I, I love that. She's just like, well, I guess I'm just being this way. Um, and, and I think, you know, that gives us out in the audience who feel that way sometimes a bit of validation. It's like, Hey, if she can be socially awkward, you know, it's yeah. it, it's not a big deal if I am. And I, I, I like that. I like that she kind of copped to that. And I loved her breakfast choices. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> it was, yeah, overall good stuff from the doctor. Uh, yeah. I love her dialogue. Let me tell you, she better be wearing that fanny pack every GD episode from here yeah. on out. I love it. <laughs> it's the best. Um. I also loved when uh, Robertson is explaining who he is and the doctor just looks so bored. That was yeah. just very good. I loved that. 
and then Ed Sheeran stuff was fun. But mm-hmm. I mean, speaking of Robertson, I don't know if I want to get into our. I mean, I guess the true bad guy of this. Yeah. Um, I felt like this character, and I, I know we're gonna have a discussion about it. I felt like this character was kind of all over the place in a sense that he hates uh, he hates forty five. Yeah. Um, but he's basically 45. Mm -hmm. So it just seemed like a little strange. That just seemed very, very weird to me in Um, that aspect. I, I, I totally get that. I mean, like from the very first shot of this episode, I went, Oh, it's Trump's golf course in Scotland. Yeah. Um, Yes. You know, right off the bat. And and all through seeing his character, I'm like, okay, so he's basically he he's supposed to be Trump. And I'm like, and then they then they actually like name drop him. Like, oh yeah, yeah. he's a rival. And he says, don't ever say that name. Ooh, and he's only I'm okay running with that. He's only well, no, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> um, but he he's running against him in 2020 because he hates him so much. So you yeah. f- you feel like. Uh, I, I feel like he would have a, a contrary position to a lot of his of yes. forty-five policies, right? Yes, thank you. Like, uh, I mean, we've we got some basically orange baby lines going oh, completely throughout here, and it was it was just a little confusing to me because it was like, ah, man, I don't know, like shoot Fair. shoot things like a civilized person, right? And I was like, so. Uh, let let me let me try and clear this up for you. Yes, please. Narcissism. Uh it's a complete narcissist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, and yeah. that that at least in my mind and how I have known, you know, people like that over the years is that, you know, he can be a total rival, be like he's not doing a good job. I'm a better businessman than him. And still be making horrible business choices. Right. Because clearly you've built a hotel on top of a mine full of garbage. And if nothing else, it doesn't seem like you're venting the gases anywhere. So how is that place not blown up yet? Very true. <laughs> but I mean, even in, and I know he's our bad guy, but it's just, there's, there's some stuff that, I mean, he is, he says, I just signed the contracts. Mm-hmm. So he pays other people to do that job and he even said they didn't do it how they were supposed to do it that's why i'm here yeah so and and while he is at the same time saying to that woman you need to clean this up because it looks bad for me Mm -hmm. looking out for number one he has a kind of good point where he's like i expect these people to do their jobs i'm only here because they didn't do their job and this isn't good but then at the same time, in the same breath, he goes, oh, I could just pay you all off. Yes. So it's just very, I don't know. Yes, clearly very. he was the villain, but it was still like, I like on. Let, don't, don't get me wrong. If he had been murdered by a spider, I wouldn't have been like, oh, that sucks. Um, no, I would have cheered. Yeah, so it was just like, and then he ends up shooting the spider, which, oh boy, we'll get to that. Yep. Um. And we just kind of let him, he's like, yeah, USA, and walks away. And that's yeah. kind Drops of... Drops the mic, peace out. That's, we get no tie-up with him unless unless he comes back. If we go to 2020 and he's the president, <laughs> then, 
then okay, we we, uh, uh. we left that up. We left that open to be tied up later. Yeah, fair. But it just kind of felt like he shoots, he murders the spider, and then he walks away, and then it's like, all right, that's that's Although, it. Hang on, even if he does walk away, and it, this just occurred to me having watched this episode twice now, the front of the building is all still covered in. Sp- spiderwebs how's he gonna get out yes so can you see why there are people are there's a lot of oh issues that i'm having i get it i totally get it okay i'm not sitting here trying to champion the story and not you know pay attention to the uh errors with it um you know i um i feel like there's there's definitely some weakness i feel like it wraps up really fast and and really um doesn't come to a really solid resolution right you know it's like oh here's here's all the kids locked up in the in the safe room with six months worth of food and and some grime music um you know the spider queen has uh been murdered after already kind of suffering a bit um and the guy responsible for this whole mess in the first place has walked off um yeah. And yet we just kind of move on with things. Now, I agree that is probably, you know, um, a little weak in the storytelling. Um, you know, I don't think I can get away with saying, well, it's a commentary on how we just kind of like gloss over bad news. Yeah. In our culture these days. I was just going to say, is it is that what it is? But it's kind of like ah. we don't I feel like we don't do that on our show. Right? Don't we people deal with the consequences? Mm-hmm. And if she says I'm here to do fair play, you know, make sure fair play is going on around the universe. I mean, mm-hmm. she let that dude walk away. I don't know. Just seems a little weird to me. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Anyhow. <laughs> let's talk about something else before we talk about the spiders. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about Graham. Yeah, let's talk about Graham. Holy moly. Uh, what would you like to talk about with Graham? Well, I you know, I have to admit, and I, I think a lot of other people feel this way, um, I've really come to like his character so oh, yeah. much. Um I I, I I I love that he is I don't know what the right word for it is. I'm calling him a sassy older fellow when he's calling Robertson out on, you know, already behaving like a politician. Yes. Um, I, 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 I hope we would all behave that way to uh, some of these people who are in office right now. Um, don't forget to vote everyone. Um, yes. I, I love seeing him by the episode, by the end of the episode, uh, you know, kind of coming around as an advocate for change. I mean, in the, in the first episode, in the first couple of episodes, he's like, you know, I don't want to step out of my comfort zone. Yes, very much. I want to, I, I want to be at home and watch my shows and remember my days as a bus driver. <laughs> yeah. And then and, he gets home and he does, he wants to be anywhere but there. Yeah, pretty much. And, and just, all the scenes with him in his house oh. and we, we actually get Sharon Clark back as a guest star. Yes. Um, and, and we get, you know, we hear her voice, we see her in soft focus in a mirror or something. And then we, we finally do properly, you know, see her as he's processing all of this stuff. And even, even just how those scenes are shot and how they're lit, they're gorgeous. Yeah. 
the colors are beautiful when he goes back to the house one last time and he's just kind of standing there there's these just these reds and blues that are just beautiful in this room yeah um and 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 like he he in many ways is is kind of the heart of the show right now um just with with what he's going through and everything and i i just was really blown away by not just how much we have seen him in this episode kind of processing that, but, but how much, um, you know, grace has kind of been a presence in the entire season so far. It wasn't just, Oh, this happened and moved on. Hey, look adventure. I mean, this, this has been, it's been very realistic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I love, yeah, I did love every scene that we were, that we had in that house. Um, I mean, sad but also i mean very 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 real Mm -hmm. (sighs) um let's talk about the score let's let's venture on over to some music excellent yes let's do that um man i every week i say this i'm just very impressed um i love there are two for me. Two things really stuck out. Besides, I mean, actually, well, three things stuck out. Besides, every time a spider showed up, um, mm-hmm. which is just ugh, um, the strings in this uh, episode really stung out to me. That were that were in every uh, every piece of music. Besides, you know, yeah. Stormzy. Uh, but the, <laughs> the strings really stuck out, um, especially for me in the. Um, feel like we were outside the TARDIS when we were traveling in the time vortex. I feel mm-hmm. like that there were some hard strings in there. And even when we were all kind of trying to figure out, uh, I th- were we all operating the TARDIS or was it just, they were um, just standing I, there. I think it was just her and they were kind of hanging on yeah. because it was a little bit of a rough ride through the disco vortex. I will say the way that was shot, it made it, um, Man, I still think that they need to move those columns back like a foot or two. I'm I'm starting to agree with you. I was kind of noticing that at the end of the episode. Yeah, it's they're just very close. It's like, did they not think that four people would be around this? And then you yeah. also have to get a camera in there. Well, they must be able to get a camera in there. Well, yeah. I mean, or they're they're zooming in. And Maybe. I mean, I don't know, but it, it just seems a little, sp- <laughs> but we're not talking about that right now. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. The mute. So the music, the music in that is just a very hope, hopeful kind of when we're traveling through, which I mean, we got to get to those visual effects. Oh goodness. We'll get, oh, to we'll them. get there. We'll get there. Um, and then when they go at the end, when they go back to the TARDIS and they're like, Hey, we want to come with you. Yes. Um, uh, those are two pieces of music that really stuck out to me. And then just the mm-hmm. strings, which I wonder if that was a um, not accidental, if it was done on purpose because, you know, strings are thin, kind of like spider webs. I wonder. Oh, and, and, and strings are very classically used yes. in horror to kind of stretch out that tension. Um, Absolutely. Very easy, that, that kind of rapidly, that that kind of uh, uh, rising yes. um, kind of crescendo like um, yeah. uh, uh, string pieces. I'm not a music person at all, obviously <laughs> in terms of playing it, I certainly consume lots of it. Right. 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 Um, I feel like the, yeah, I think I feel like the music was a nice kind of hybrid of classic and kind of techie 
Um, it was still nicely subtle. It yes. didn't fill every single moment of the episode. It's sometimes, especially when you're trying to be scary, having an absence of oh. music can also be really effective. And yes. other times the music can be real properly creepy. I apparently am picking up the use of proper thanks to Team TARDIS. Hey, that's fine. That is fine. Um, I mean, uh, the other piece of music, I, I will say back-to-back episodes with a modern tune in it. Which um, I, uh, yeah, but I, I, I think, you know, this one served the story. Yes. Um, I made perfect sense to me. It was great. Uh, I loved to it. Use it. Um, not only that, I literally, I, and this was years ago now, but I would like to, uh, I, I li- was listening to one of the BBC radio uh, feeds, you know, while work. But because of the time difference, I was catching like late night programming. And, and yes, I would literally catch like their grime show. Oh, really? Uh, for a while. So I'd listen to a few hours of grime while at work. That's great. Um, just, you know, lots of uh, big ups and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's great. It was great. It's, 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 I mean, it's it's a legit thing. I mean, that's, you know, they're, they're not just like, oh, look, here's the thing that fits the story. I'm like, no, that that's, yeah. They've, they've got an entire, you know, few hours worth of grime programming. Love it. Yeah. And that song was great. I really liked it. No one, oh, in, the, fantastic. No one in the house cared for it. I'm like, this is great. What are you talking about? certified banger yes a certified banger indeed stormzy <laughs> it was so funny because they were like is this even a real song i'm like yeah of course it is this not you think they hired someone to make this song so i looked it up and i said this dude's got three million over three million listens a month on sound or on spotify on spotify nice yeah so he's uh he's they're like we don't know who he is i'm like yeah well i don't know who a lot of musicians are but i still know a decent amount yeah, certified gentlemen, certified banger. <laughs> so that was some good stuff. I really enjoyed that. Do you have anything else score related? Um, you know, it's funny because watching it on the TV last night, I feel like I didn't even really become aware of the music until rather late in the episode. Yeah, but when I watched it and I had headphones on, it was it was much more noticeable. It was there. Uh, it was just yeah. It was yeah. Uh, but but again, I th- I think that honestly is a testament to uh to Akinola and 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 his ability to kind of work the music in because you know subconsciously I'm probably hearing it and reacting to it while watching the episode yeah but I'm not aware of it it's it's again it's not that kind of filling every moment with score and don't get me wrong some of it great score but yeah. we don't need to fill every moment of it absolutely agreed uh let's see here all right, let's let's uh, get to these visual effects because we got a bunch, right. we got a lot of them. We do. Um, I mean, right off the bat, we got the TARDIS traveling, and my only note besides uh, how it looked was, "Hell yes, dude!" I dig it. <laughs> it looked so cool, and I don't even think I noticed it until the second time around when I when I watched it for the second time. Um, just stunning effects it looks so good oh it's fantastic i mean i literally am dubbing this you know the disco vortex um either that or the rave vortex i'm I'm fine with either either um, one well yeah. i mean dr disco was a thing at one point that's true so it was maybe oh, the, dr disco the... <laughs> um but I, I i love that it after it you know comes out of basically one vortex it's kind of in this larger space and and you can tell just in those few frames that you know 
it's got substance and density. There's there's a like a, a, a there's a like a thick quantum foaminess to it. I don't know what else to call it. It's, it's like a milky like a really... kind of thing. It looks like okay. Now you're like, just making me want a coffee. It's like the uh, well, I mean, have. Have your uh, barista make some nice coffee over there. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, that coffee is so good. Anyway. Uh, do you still use your AeroPress? I have to ask. I haven't used it in... You know, I should start using it um, in the morning. Um, but no, we have a proper... Proper. Coffee maker. <laughs> we have a proper it's coffee proper. maker. Proper coffee maker. <laughs> yeah, so we have that. So that's what we use. But, I mean, I should bring out that. Whenever that AeroPress uh, is the best. Oh, I love it. Anyway, this is Coffee Talk on podcast. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, where in the world were? Oh, the yes. Yeah, so it you know kind of looks like the Milky Way. I also love that. Like when you come out through one little tunnel, there's a there's a bunch of other tunnels you can go yes. through. Yes, I thoroughly I enjoyed that. Effect. So yeah, I'm liking this almost first person view of time travel we're getting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed that, and I guess we really just have to go to the main event here, which is yeah. uh, the spiders. Whoa! I just, I literally just shivered just <laughs> as you said that. Oh my god! They look so good. They, they were so well done. Yeah, um, so very convincing. Like when that first one comes out from under that gal's bed. Ugh. Oh man, I, I, yeah, there is a definite creep factor. You know, I, I didn't have that reaction every single time. Um, I mean, but, yeah, I, I didn't yeah. either, but when I knew, when I knew they were coming, I was kind of like, all right. But when I, it was like a very slow reveal, like the bed mm-hmm. or the, what is, what was the other one? Oh, the behind the wall. Oh, um, even, you know, up on the, uh, what was it? Up on the ceiling. Even that one. I was like, Ugh. like the, the hundreds was just creepy, but like, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. The very, very creepy. Very, I, I loved when it busted through the bathtub. Oh God. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. And then the, the, did you check the ceiling bit? Like I just mentioned was yeah. great. Uh, but yeah, I thought the spiders and they, they looked, they didn't look all the same, which I thought was kind of cool. Well, and I think that's important. I mean, there's, God, what do they say? Like, there's something like 21 quadrillion. Yes, they did say that. That's a big number. Oh, yeah, that's a very big big number. number. And the number of species is tremendous. So, yeah, there should be some variety as to what we're seeing in there. And that was was a good move on their part. Yeah, I thought all the the visual effects in this episode looked great. Um, I want to talk about how we got rid of these spiders. Okay. Because I feel like, I don't know, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, I just kind of wish, and I mean, I, I'll I'll just say this right now, and I think I said it earlier, This it felt like when we wrapped everything up, it just felt very rushed. Yeah, it did. And... I think that's when you when we brought up the cold open, I feel like with the cold open, we could have at least, I don't know, established something in very quickly in a cold open. I don't know what it would have been, but we could have either established that there were spiders. We could have established something. I don't know what, but it could have saved us some time somewhere else. That could have been spent on 
I don't know anything. Like a else. little bit more proper closure. Yes. To either the spider story or Robertson's or both. Yes. Yeah. I, I, okay. I'll give you that. I definitely could see the advantage of that. Now, even then a cold open still takes up some of the actual script and screen time. So it's not like we'd suddenly have more time. Right. That's true. Um, I do think, and even though I know that they said, hey, we're not doing any two-parters, I I think that this story, in order to give it some more proper closure and a bit more space to breathe and do what it wants to do, could possibly have worked as a two-parter. Right. It would need, you know, a major restructuring in order to achieve that, but that's, you know, that's, that's all us just speculating as fans. I feel like also the... I I get it. We uh, we have these fully grown mutant spiders because of the garbage and waste that is underneath. I feel like we could have cut some time off of that when explaining that too. Uh, there there was definitely a bit of exposition in there, and and part of it it's it was obviously a mixture of yes the 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 toxicity of you know the the garbage piling up down there, um, plus the um, genetic modifications that they were doing at this lab to what was it strengthen the spider silk ah and yes kind yes, of yes. let them kind of like keep living and thus growing. No, 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 no. That's creeping me out, man. Don't do that. Um, but I think, I think for me, I don't know. I feel like a lot of creatures, despite them being spiders, uh, kind of died needlessly. Right. I feel like we could, uh, I don't know, transported them somewhere done something to save them Uh, i just feel like it was it just seemed it just seemed like we need to treat these these creatures with dignity yes and so let's trick them into thinking they're gonna be eating food and let's let them suffocate to death i you know that's a very very good point that i was like wait what like that that is a very good point i think you and i were coming to it about at about the same time because i was about to say just about the same thing because yeah i mean okay sure let's not shoot them i'm okay with that yeah um but instead of yes let's get them to some place where they could live or thrive or maybe go back and find the planet of the spiders he, um, yes right you know, that would have been a fun tie-in right right i just feel like this Let's is a science panic room yes this is a science fiction show you could have told me anything and i would have been like all right that makes sense yeah like she, oh they could have used the tardis to basically unstick the panic room from the building transport the whole thing somewhere and then open the door done exactly Exactly. It's very easy. <laughs> I feel like, but like, I, I, I don't know. It was just very. Oh, you poor thing. I'm so I'm so sorry. This is happening to you. Oh wait, Mark. this is basically what 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 is happening to the other spiders that we just locked up. <laughs> but I, we're just seeing it. And I can't imagine literally all the spiders, all the giant spiders yes. in Sheffield. 
that's the other now thing. In that room. And they could have they could have solved that problem really easy too. All you need is an external shot of spiders coming from outside the building. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I'm like, that, oh, that, okay. That been a two second shot. That could have been 48 frames. That's done. it. That's it. So, uh, I mean, the, uh, do I think I'm being overcritical? Kind of. But at the same time, I'm like, no, there were some, there were some problems here. Man, you've, you've changed my mind on a lot of things about this episode. I mean, I, I still think it's, just kind of a it's fine i mean b-movie homage but is it yes when you start really looking at some of these points it's like oh yeah damn good point i mean our our doctor has saved worse things yes (laughs) i mean that's pretty much all i can say our doctor has saved worse individuals and i mean yeah we couldn't we couldn't figure it out we couldn't be like, oh, there's an island that only that no one gets to. I mean, like, couldn't they have put him on an island somewhere? Yeah, I an uninhabited an island. That. And that didn't work for the Jurassic Park series. So, oh, I know, but I mean, if you're if you're walking near an island, if you're on a boat near an island, and you go, hey, that spider looks really big, and I'm still far away. I'm not going there. Yeah, uh, that's true. So, I mean, I don't know. That's just that's just where I'm coming from on that. I mean, the big spider that was suffocating, uh, I mean, you can't... That re- actually is scientifically accurate. Hmm? That actually is scientifically accurate. Oh, it is. You can get... You, anybody... Right, right, right. ...can get too big for its own system to support it. Oh, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not doubting that. Um, I, I'm just like how there could have been i don't know what would what would we have done we would have just left it there i don't know i mean it's there's no science where she could be like wait a minute there's a planet where you don't have to breathe as much or i don't know and just the gravity throw, is less yeah i don't make something up yeah instead yeah. of being like well there's nothing we can do i mean i i, I do i do kind of like the twist of turning the spiders into the sympathetic character yeah you know that that's not really all that typical, right? Um, um, but again, yeah, it just felt like it was very, it was very. Oh, these poor spiders! We have to help them by locking them in the room and tricking them. Yeah, I don't know. It's actually kind of messed up. <laughs> it seemed seemed kind of weird to me, but I mean, other than that, <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know where we go from there. Um, well, um, let's just, well, here, I'll hit on some stuff. I love the fact that the doctor constantly calls Yaz's mom, Yaz's mom. Yes. He's constantly saying, Naja, you know? <laughs> yes. I, I, I just thought that was hilarious. I loved that. Um, I want to see the episode with Amelia Earhart. Yeah, how have we not gotten that episode I'm yet? really hoping that is just secretly setting up a future historical. I hope so. Um, apparently she calls people dude now. Yes, I did like that. That was funny. Um, and I, I absolutely laughed at the whole, the doctor, of all people, questioning if she and Yaz are seeing each other. Yes, like she's like, are we? I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh man, too good. Um, yeah. yeah, it was fun. It was it was a fun episode with some problems. Let's just, I guess, leave it at that. If if you if, yeah, if you want to watch an episode and not think critically about it, and that that's our problem. We're on a review podcast. Yeah, we're we're, we're geared to think critically of it. If, but if you don't want to think critically, this is a good episode to just kind of put on and watch. Yeah, I mean, there's some good. I mean, there's some good lines. There's some good character development from Team Tardis. Yep. But there's also some problems with the pace. Oh my goodness, Taylor! Oh. There's some problems oh. with the pacing. Oh my gosh! Oh no! It finally happened. <laughs> so, do you think that was actually uh, uh, an homage to Classic Who? Yes, it had to have been. <laughs> wow! Goodness. Um. I you know what? I I wasn't going to ask but I'll ask it anyway but I already think I know the answer. Yes. What um for for the children t- Taylor. <laughs> what, yes. uh, would you have them watch this episode? Well, and I was trying to think I'm like what what should we call this? Do we call it the kiddo scale, the show the kids scale, the I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like we need to come up with a name for it. Yeah, um, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out, but if you have some ideas, tweet at us. Uh, or drop a message on our Facebook page. Yes. Uh, for me and my kids, definitely not. They will be terrified literally of every single spider in the house. Oh, after this. yeah, I bet. So good Absolutely call. Absolutely not. Wait until they are like in their tweens maybe um, to be like, okay, you know enough about the world. You know enough about science to understand, you know, what is TV and what is reality here. Yeah. Now you can watch this episode. Yeah. But not right before bed. No, absolutely not. I watched it. <laughs> I watched it before bed, and I was like, "Oh boy!" And then I watched it again right now. I was like, "Oh boy!" So, oh boy. Do you got anything else about um, this episode? I mean, I loved all the stuff with Grace. I thought that was great. I think yeah. that's um, why she, how she might be a reoccurring character for a little yeah. while. Yep. Yeah. I do have one more thing I'd like to touch on. I like the fact that we got a little less sonic usage. Yes. I think she used it to open the door and was that it? Um, no, I mean, she did use it to scan. Oh, the spot stuff. Yeah. You know, scanning like, like the spider webs, um, or I think, I think down in the, in the bathtub hole, Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe some stuff down in the coal mine, uh, area. But in terms of it, of it doing, things of it like doing stuff that a person could do yeah i think it was just unlocking uh that door yeah it might have been used for one other thing uh in that sense i just can't remember right now but it was it was kind of nice to see that not being quite as heavily used as say the ghost monument yes definitely using the smarts if you will yes Using the smarts, using the science, not using the magic wand. There you go. And, and you know, being like, hey, what's going on here, people that have been here? So, <laughs> you know, I thought that was fine. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, decent episode. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not going to say I hated it. There, there were some parts that I was just like, what is happening? But oh, like no, I said, no, no. visually good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Musically awesome stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. So, uh, next time. Oh, come on. Do you want me to say it? Is it, is it Saranga? Um, you can say Saranga. I say it's Saranga, but it, it may be, uh, Saranga. said that way. 
Hey, I, w- I, I basically got it right. You did. So uh, next time, the Saranga Conundrum. Holy moly, what a tongue twister that is. And the right. halfway point of the season. I'm boo, not ready for it. Boo. <laughs> Starring all of our regulars, and it's written by the Chibs and directed by Jennifer Parrott. Yeah. So I think this is the last one Chibs is a writer on for three episodes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what some other people have up their sleeves. Sounds good. But until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Still absolutely love Thank you. that it's the best. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher, and also Spotify. Just search Podcastica, rate and review us as well, and also uh, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com, buy one of our Podcastica shirts, buy one of our The Future of Time and Space is female shirts as well. And then uh, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G, uh, donate... We, we appreciate it. If you have ever donated to us, thank you. Um, I'm very sure it, next year I will just have a running list and you will be thanked as much as possible. But, un- but until then, just a blanket thank you. Oh, a, th- a blanket that says thank you on it. Oh, that would be funny. I'm going to write that down. Anyway, uh, check out the Y-Axes. They uh, support us, so we should support them. Uh, Twitter.com slash the Y axes, Facebook.com slash the Y axes, the Y axes.bandcamp.com. And they, like us, are also on Spotify. Um, they are putting out new music. They're touring. You guys should definitely check them out. Uh, they are good people. And that's, that's pretty much all I got. There you go. In that. So this has been episode 138 Arachnids in the UK. Oh, Taylor, what's the alternate title? Oh, I came up with this last night before I had even put down any notes. God save the spider queen. Oh my goodness. Yes. Good (laughs) call there. It had to be a sex pistols reference. That's the only way I was going to be okay with it. Absolutely. So, um, we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. See ya. You know what it's evidence of. A conspiracy. Exactly. A total conspiracy. And getting worse. I love a conspiracy.